Santiago Amigos and welcome to episode 10 of The Old Man and the CV. Let's get on with it. We're delighted to be joined by Richard Burkhardt for this episode. Richard is a leadership and development director with a background serving in the British Army, followed by many years experience in recruitment and consulting. Richard has a passion for working with good people, often operating in difficult circumstances and being the best they can be. Richard, welcome. Thanks, Andy. Great to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. So can you just tell our listeners a few highlights of your career to give them some background? Yeah, sure. Actually, I had no grand plan, to be honest with you, but uh, I feel like I've been fairly fortunate. My early career in the army was, I would say, inspirational, to be honest with you, learning a lot about leadership, of course, and latterly working more in the field of psychology and science performance. Uh, and my current role as, as leadership development director at my ripe old age of 58, I think, uh, brings it all nicely together. But if I could just say one of the, one thing that, that probably binds both ends of my career together would be uh, an incident I had while I was in the army skydiving. Uh, someone had to pull my ripcord for me and I conveniently forgot about it because let's be honest, it's rather embarrassing when someone else saves your life. Um, but I realised 10 years later that by telling people about it, I could explain very clearly how the brain works and the psychology of of why we do the things we do. So um, I spend a lot of time telling people about those types of things. So that's me. So you work alongside your exec team, but all the way through the organisation as well, down to the frontline workers who are dealing with the public, uh, different nationalities. Can you give me some examples of where um, age helps in your day-to-day business? I mean, where, where does... Where does life experience help form a great customer experience? My customers internally are actually, yes, they're the senior leaders, it's the execs, but I do a lot of work down through the organisation. And I believe that my internal customers, they trust me. Uh, they ask me anything. They can cry on screen to me. I'm actually, a, I became a, a mental health first data uh, just to help during COVID. And they tap into my knowledge and experience. And to be honest with you, I, it's, it's inspiring for me to do that. And I know that they, they just simply appreciate someone who's just been around the block a bit. So you, you told me about your internal customers, but you have external customers because your organisation helps people travel around the world with visas. So you have a lot of centres around the world in many different countries with different cultures and dealing with the public where their livelihood is being affected where they could be frustrated or upset you have frontline staff i guess who are slightly older and more experienced how does that help them resolve conflict and frustration on the front line interesting question i think we have to firstly appreciate that in different cultures across the world where maybe um elders are seen differently uh, to some of the younger people it's uh, it's different but certainly in in places like the UK where we have a lot of young people on the front line but we also have some more mature people certainly the more mature people appear to be able to share their life experiences understand how to empathize more and able to to listen and appreciate people's circumstances so certainly they have a an advantage um, but they also therefore support and train those younger ones so yeah it is difficult but um, we, we do it well. 
So you've mentioned conflict there, which is an interesting subject and something that all of our listeners would have come across to some degree throughout their careers, whatever their age. And I'm guess you deal with conflict management up, down, sideways throughout the whole organisation. Are there any good tips about dealing with this from either a giving or receiving side? Yeah, there are actually, and it's it's. I mean, let's let's the the, the challenge with dealing with with um, customers coming into our centres is is one thing, but we also have a lot of conflict internally just because. We have clients who are governments and they have very, very stringent criteria. We have, in, like other companies, we have internal uh, interdepartmental challenges with people wanting different things pull, being pulled from pillar to post. We have many, many projects ongoing where people are uh, need different things. Um, I suppose the bottom line is helping people understand how to listen better, to, how to empathise, but also to be able to get both parties to express their feelings on, on how they feel about a certain topic. But I suppose when it comes to a um, to a bit of a process, I always like people to think, yes, it could be an interpersonal issue, but usually I have to remind them that we're all going in the same direction. So there are always some goals that we need to be uh, aiming towards. Once those are agreed, there are always roles. We also have our individual roles that we're trying to play. There are processes involved. It's only then if those three things don't allow you to work well together, then it might be an interpersonal issue. But as soon as you look at the goals, as soon as you look at the roles and the processes that are involved in your organisation, usually a lot of the conflict is moved away. But yeah, occasionally there are times when, when we've got to step in and, and help people understand how to resolve some interpersonal conflict. And actually we do that through an encouragement to be open. It's one of the things culturally we're trying to do better. Um, so we're getting people to take ownership. And one of those things is to help people to go and confront some of those issues that they have themselves. But now a quick word from our sponsors, Quick Brown Fox PR. They leverage their unique blend of journalistic experience and cross-industry learnings to enable them to focus on lighting up your brand. So if you need a nimble, agile and dynamic agency that jumps over those lazy dogs of PR, then get in touch with Quick Brown Fox today and light up your brand, whatever your industry. You've just mentioned self-awareness there. Um, what are some simple steps that individuals can take to not only improve their own performance, but also add value to the organization's performance as well? Well, uh, in terms of self-awareness, one of the things we've tried to be better at is encouraging feedback. And I don't just mean giving feedback to your teams. Um, I'm talking about leaders themselves going and seeking feedback on their performance. So getting a, you know, we do have a formal 360 degree process, but there's an informal process that we should all tap into. I always think that, that good leaders are the ones that go and find out how they're actually doing from other people and keep it as informal as possible. Um, I'm a great believer in uh, in a growth mindset, uh, whatever your age. And I think uh, you, you talked about adding value to an organization's performance. Well, my expectation of anyone that works in our organization is a willingness to learn and a willingness to continue to build new skills, gain new experiences. Um, and to me, that does not matter 
what your age is. I'm 58 and I still want to learn new stuff. And I read books and I and I I do what I tell other people to do, which is read books, you know, listen to TED Talks, listen to great podcasts like yours, Andy, um, and, and just build that knowledge and build that experience and and be someone who's perceived as a as a learner and, and a self-educator. What would be the key thing that you would like listeners to take away from your podcast today, Richard? Two things. I think the first one is um, remembering the importance to keep developing yourself. That would be my, my, my number one. And it is my number one. My number two would be, I mean, I mean, most people do this, but it's nice, nice to have a reminder is to remember to go and engage in different parts of organizations. So it's, uh, um, sharing your activities, what you do outside of work with people inside work. Uh, for example, yesterday when I'd finished these two workshops in London, I live about three or four hours away from London. I stayed, they had a quiz and I stayed for the quiz and contributed badly. We came last <laughs> um, to, to the quiz just to play a, a strong part to remind people that no matter what your age, you can get stuck into absolutely anything. And that, I think, is where we have our chapter heading. At any age, you can get stuck into absolutely anything. That is a great way to end it. So, Richard Burkard, thank you very much indeed for joining the podcast today. And Andy, can I just say thank you very much. This is different and incredibly enjoyable, and uh, I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you. Luckily, we do have time for a word of the week this week. And this week, it is dichotomy dichotomy d-i-c-h-o-t-o-m-y and this is a division or contrast between two things that are or represented as being opposed or entirely different such as a rigid dichotomy between science and mysticism or it could be something as simple as war and peace or love and hate when you have that contrast you have that dichotomy So let's see if you can use this week's word of the week, dichotomy, in any conversations, interviews, meetings, or general chit-chat. Do let me know. Well, that's all we've got time for this episode. Thank you again to my guest, Richard Burkhard. If you'd like to contact Richard, his details are in the episode notes. Just time for the credits for the music intro and the idents and we go over Molly One. This is an almost pro production from 23 Magic, copyright 2023. See you next week, Santiago Amigos. <laughs>